Welcome to Keeping Track, a Trackmania community podcast where I, Noah Laic, always interview your favourite players and ask them the same set of five questions. The guest this episode is Thomas. We sat down after hosting Mini RPG of the Week this week to discuss the five questions. This is the Noah Laic Takeover. Question one. When did you get into Trackmania and what got you hooked? That's a great question, Noah. Um, <laughs> so there's two, there's two ways that I came into Trackmania. Uh, one was I got Trackmania Turbo on PlayStation Plus. Ooh. Uh, and I remember downloading it and it caught my eye because A, it's a racing game and I just download all the racing games from PlayStation <laughs> Plus. Um, but B, I distinctly remember those sort of videos of, you know, press forward maps um, mm. that, you would, that would appear on Facebook and YouTube and that sort of stuff. Uh, and then my first real thing that I found really fun in that was you could, there was a mode where you could like manipulate the car in the air and I would just do mad tricks. Right. I was playing it like it was Tony Hawk. Uh, and then uh, I kind of got into the daily uh, maps on there. I have no idea really how it worked because I didn't play every day or anything. Um, but it was quite fun. You'd go on an online lobby and you just get these random maps. Uh, so I did that for a bit, but I never really found the depth in the, that game. Like it was a fun game to play. I did a bit of the campaign. Um, but other than that, I didn't really spend too much time on it. Mm. And then perhaps even in parallel, uh, but I think a little bit after, um, I watched a video on AO1 Race that was, uh, I think I discussed this on Cuppa, but it was like a Summoning Salt video that wasn't made by Summoning Salt. Like it was very similar style. Mm -hmm. uh, and it told that story. And then I got into the um, the YouTube virtual pipeline of just YouTube was like, here's another documentary about Trapmania. And I was like, feed it to me. <laughs> uh, so that then I downloaded TMNF and then... As I was playing TMNF, I realized there was a new Trackmania game coming out. And so I actually, uh, I don't know if I pre-ordered it, but I distinctly remember trying to play Trackmania on the day it was released, Trackmania 2020. And uh, for those of you who were around at that time, uh, it didn't work. So I didn't get to play <laughs> Trackmania 2020. And it was middle of COVID and I was like, it was like the one thing I was looking forward to during that time and I didn't get to play it. But um, the next day I got to play it and then sort of from there, got into trap mania uh but again never found that depth um and it wasn't really until track of the day came out and cup of the day that i really started grinding and that's how i got introduced to the greater track mania scene because then obviously at some point i mean we met through the british irish community so uh, you know there was a, a call put out for someone who could help produce an event and you were like oh well, i'm in this server and i could probably do that how did you stumble into kind of that more community side of things then because obviously in trackmania 2020 it is sometimes a little bit difficult to actually find the communities how did you find the discord yeah so i had um kj reach out to me because i was appearing in some of the um track of the day top five leaderboards uh, I actually went back over Christmas and played some of the old maps and saw myself <laughs> in the top five of the Wales leaderboard. And I was like, ah, oh, those were the days when I was good and or <laughs> everyone else was bad. Um, and then, yeah, I just got a random ad from KJ uh, on Ubisoft Connect. Um, and I was like, oh, what's this about? Because it was he, his was a name that I was also familiar with, right? Because would, he would all, always be at the top of the leaderboard. Um, and then he was like, hey, we've got this Discord. You can come and join it. And at the time... I was not intimidated by the Discord. That's definitely not the right word. But like, <laughs> I felt like I didn't have a, like, I didn't deserve a voice, if that makes sense. I was like, I'm really bad. Mm. These guys are really good. You know, I'll watch their replays and they're just way better than me. Um, so I was, I didn't interact with it a ton. Uh, but on track of the days, I would sort of, you know, if I got in the top five, I would post my time. 
and be like, yay, you know, really happy I got the top five and get a bit of feedback there. Uh, I distinctly remember on one map, I had like two or three hours after the cup, I had the number one time. Uh, and no, it was it was in a time when no one grinded it too much. So if I'd have just shut up, there was potential I would have got <laughs> the time. But I posted a picture that was something along the lines of, ha, 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 I've got the time. Please, please, no one take it from me. <laughs> Which was like Gondol calling for aid. You know what I mean? Just like just yep. everyone came flying in. And I don't even think I finished in the top five that day. Yeah, raw, raw steak in front of the lions. Like they- <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, everyone, come ruin my day. And everyone's like, sure, let's do that. If you ask uh, nicely. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was my main sort of interaction with the Discord. Um, then I remember there was a, a a post or whatever you call it on Discord that went out where it was like, hey, we're looking for people to help with them. I think it was more general server stuff rather than specifically uh, production. Mm. But in that, there was production side of things. Uh, and I'd done what I like to call very, very high quality, terrible esports broadcasts for <laughs> um, Durham University Esports Society because a friend of mine went there, or a couple of friends of mine went there. Hey, same. Uh, look at that. And mm-hmm. um, and so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. You know, I'll put my name forward uh, as someone who can help with production, uh, both, you know, casting and producing and whatever. And then a couple of weeks before BIPL season one, I get a message from KJ like, hey, you know, you put your name down for this, would this be something you're interested in? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'd I'd still love to do that. So I started preparing for that. And I'm not going to lie. It wasn't until two days before that I realized I didn't have to both produce and cast. Like I didn't know the (laughs) scale of the BITM events because I'd never watched any of them. So I was kind of bricking it like, I don't know shit about Trackmania. Like, how am I going to cast this? Uh, just sorry, Thomas. I'm going to have to ask you not to swear on this podcast. Um, <laughs> sorry, just it's not really our brand. Yeah, no, that's fair. I'm sorry, Noah, for ruining your podcast like this. It's okay. Um, <laughs> Please continue. But uh, yeah, so and then uh, then I was got told like, oh, by the way, the casters will be uh, Noah and Orion. So that's when I met both of you two. Um, and at the time, it was kind of the highest stakes production I'd really done. Uh, all mm. the universe. Esports stuff was pretty small. Um, I'd done a very, very small amount, literally one uh, event where I was casting for Hearthstone um, on, I don't know if you played Hearthstone, but on Jackie Chan. I did. I have also cast on whose? Jackie Chan was hosting the UK. There was like um, regional qualifiers for something and each country had its own regional qualifier. And Jackie Chan was the one hosting it. Just to be clear. This is just someone else called Jackie Chan. Yeah, not this is someone else Jackie called Jackie Chan. Chan. Okay. Not the sure, actual sure. Jackie Chan. Uh, as, as far as I'm aware, he's not both into Hearthstone and from the UK. Um, <laughs> but the jury's still out. And he was uh, he was casting it alongside uh, someone who I should really remember because they were really nice to me. Mm. And I've forgotten their name and I feel like a dick. But a person who I'll put in the show notes, uh, I casted alongside them for my one and only time doing Hearthstone casting. But that was really fun. Mm. Uh, but other than that, from a production side, I'd, I'd never done a production that was really that important. And at the time, and still now, but at the time, BIPL was going to be the, the most important thing I'd ever worked on. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you remember that show, Noah, but it didn't it was, go great. It went, it went fine. <laughs> it had its ups and downs. Uh, you, you established a style that you have stuck with ever since. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, you know, there was a few things that I missed. I may have joined the wrong server for the first match of the day. 
Uh, I may have a, I may have accidentally not set up my audio correctly, and I may have shown the video completely wrong at the end of the stream, which then became a bit that I kept doing at the end of every stream. I promise that was a bit. That wasn't just me being bad. So yeah, that was sort of my um, my intro to the BITM scene, and then from there. Uh, as I mentioned uh, on the last episode, you sort of dragged me to all these new and wonderful places. And then in, in a very short amount of time, uh, in the grand scheme of things, I was doing, you know, production for Nadio, uh, production for a couple of other things. Um, and yeah, it's it, it's been a very fun experience. So much of my Trapmania experience now is out of the game mm. uh, that sometimes when I'm playing the game, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah this is fun. I do enjoy this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean by that. It is difficult sometimes to do a lot of work for an event or something and be like, right, to de-stress, I'm going to go load up track of the day and grind it for another hour or two. Like, it's a, it's a hard sell sometimes, absolutely. Uh, I think the moral of the story there, though, Thomas, is that uh, if anyone is listening who is not already heavily involved in the community in some way, which, I don't know, I'd be maybe a little bit surprised by to a degree, but... Uh, yeah definitely do get involved and also if you are interested in getting more involved on the produ- production or event side of things like it just be willing to learn and uh be happy to help and people will be happy to take you most of the time yeah so that's the it's a really good step into this industry of like esports production and more specifically just production in general mm. because there's not a lot of money kicking about so no, no one can fully commit weeks or months uh, to a certain project. So very often, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'll get dragged into projects like, Hey, you know, we need a producer for this week. And that opens so many doors because all of a sudden, you know, that's, that's why I was doing stuff on TMCL with you and Twiggy, right? Was that yeah. there wasn't pr- enough producers going around and it's yeah. not particularly difficult. It's stressful. I won't, you know, I won't say that it's definitely stressful, but if you have a computer that's capable of live streaming to Twitch and this seems like something you want to get involved in, uh, just put your hand up because we will always take more people, particularly through the BITM stuff. There'll always be a second stream for any event if someone's around to do it. Yeah, absolutely. That is very true. And Thomas, speaking of computers and uh, how to use them, I think that's Mm -hmm. a great segue into our second question. What input device do you use and why, if you had to swap to a different input, what would you go for? Well, I suppose that's really ask one. Listen, I know you kind of split that into two questions over time, but I think Mm -hmm. if it's marked as question two, Thomas, I'm going to read it as question two. That's a good point, Noah. Uh, That was really, uh, I didn't think of the user experience of my own questions for my own podcast (laughs) uh, when I was doing them. No, so I use two controllers uh, because I play on both PS5 and PC. Uh... So I'm playing on PS5, I'll use the PS5 controller. Uh, and then when I'm playing, playing on PC, I use a Google Stadia controller. Don't worry, I didn't get suckered into using uh, Google Stadia when it was around. Uh, I just uh, sensed very quickly that um, there was going to be a lot of Google Stadia controllers knocking about. And I picked this one up <laughs> for a grand total of £3 on eBay. Uh, and it is, it's my go-to PC controller now. Is uh, it, is it than- a good controller? I mean, so it's a PlayStation layout, so it's got the symmetrical layout with the you know with the twin stick <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. next to each other. Um, it's not, it hasn't got all the features, should we say? Uh, and sure. its wireless capability is ass. Um, it it's, the polling rate on this thing must be like measured with but, a calendar. But it's all God invented cables for a reason, right? Exactly. Like, if, just plug it in. Exactly, and um, mm. I quite like having a sort of hardwire cable for my PC and then PlayStation is, is all wireless. It yeah. just makes it a lot easier when I'm going between. What I would often find in Trap Mania, if I 
connect my PS5 controller and at any point like it got disconnected for a bit my PlayStation would suddenly turn on and then there would be all these things uh, going on so I like having that distinction um, yeah. and yeah as far as controllers go I like it I just wish the wireless capabilities were a bit better because then I could play PC games in bed but I can't so that's sad <laughs> I was going to say I mean like I feel like for a PC a wired controller is fine 99% of the time because you're just sitting at your desk but I guess if you are moving to bed and you're mm. close enough to your PC to play from bed then that's fair yeah, I the can benefit. The, you can the buy benefit. long cables, Thomas. That's, I, can. I don't feel like that's a big deal breaker. Yeah, USB-C cables, right? They're, they're pretty ubiquitous at the moment, so I could probably get exactly. away with it. Uh, but if I were to swap, Nua, thanks for reminding me, um, mm. I would love to try a wheel setup. Now, I have a wheel right next to me. Uh, <laughs> I just haven't tried it because I'm worried... I'll be way better with the wheel, and then that will sort of ruin Trap Mania for me because I, <laughs> I don't think there's any casual wheel players. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you do need to really commit to having your wheel set up, or you know, it's because I'd imagine for a lot of wheel players, maybe the wheel is permanently set up on their desk. But if it's not, and for a lot of people, I'm sure it's also not because you need that desk space at other times for other things. Then it's a hassle to set up your wheel every time, and com you're committing to playing Track Mania, right? Yeah. I've got like a whole, so I've got a sim racing seat that's like off to, to the side of my desk and I've got my monitor on a swivel. So I, in theory, just have to spin the monitor around. Okay. But in practice, uh, it means that like I have to move cables about. But also yeah. like when I'm playing Trap Mania, particularly if I'm playing on the PC, I'm in Discord, I'm chatting with friends. I'm often watching something uh, yeah. like uh, Percy Jackson that's out on Disney Plus <laughs> right now. I've got really into Greek <laughs> mythology. Yeah, but, oh, okay, yeah, and that's Percy Jackson is your go-to to no, uh, no, that, me. right. So uh, I went to see Stephen Fry at the Hey on My Literary Winter Festival. Oh, shout wow. out my hometown, and he was reading from his book Mythos, and it was incredible. I'd never okay. really been into Greek mythology, and so I've been listening to the audiobook of that while I sleep. And I also have the book book because it turns out if you listen to an audiobook while you sleep, you do not retain any of the information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Percy Jackson is just another extension of my newly found Greek fandom. That's fair. Listen, I would make more fun of you, but I absolutely knew. I studied Latin in school, Thomas. I don't. Ooh. I think you did. Did you know that about me? I did not know. I studied Latin in school for six years and retained none of it. <laughs> but I was always at least solid on the. Um, mythology aspects of it and stuff and things mm -hmm. that we need to know about that because i did read the percy jackson books growing <laughs> up right so i was at least able to use that small portion of it now was that actually useful at all over the course of my six years of latin no not really but uh i i was a percy jackson fan of the books i've just it's the movies man is the new movie is it the new movie there was a new movie coming out no so it? it's a new tv show ah is this so the yeah is the TV like show 12 good? Is it is it good? Do well, I'm enjoying it. it. Uh, okay. The, my bar, I have what I like to call very large midsection when it comes mm. to TV shows. Um, I'll watch pretty much anything. So will I. Second monitor content. Exactly. Uh, except mm. for War of the Worlds. Do not watch that show. It's garbage. But middle <laughs> of the like, I, I'll I'll enjoy quite a lot. I watched every season of Agents of Shield. Right. That's a low bar. Oh boy. It's yeah. a terrible show. Um, but I'll watch it. And right now, it, it it's piqued my interest enough that I'm. Like a new episode, I think, came out yesterday and I was excited to watch it. So that's okay. the level. Yeah, sure. This is, you've sold me, Thomas. I will be watching Percy Jackson on a second monitor at some point. Hopefully we not should, now. When, when are you getting that Disney Plus sponsorship money in, by the way? Oh, you're oh, sharing that, right? 
Yeah, I'll share that. <laughs> yeah, because that's what Disney Plus needs. It's more nerd. <laughs> they really failed to corner the nerd market with Marvel <laughs> and Star Wars. It's true. It's true. Thomas, I feel like a third question is coming on. Hit me. What is your favorite Trackmania map in history? Now, I have completely forgotten that this question is coming up, which is rather <laughs> embarrassing. I've yeah, asked it, is it 15 a little times, because what the mm. audience doesn't know is I've recorded an episode that will come out after this one. Um, <laughs> I have, I'm completely blanked. I thought I had an answer for this, Noah. Uh-huh. And mm. dare I say, I'm coming up short. No, I do have an answer for this. I do have an answer for this. Um, mm. There was a dirt map, a dirt track of the day map, which I cannot recall the name of. Um, but it was the first time I won a cup of the day. Now, it's not Div 1. Let's, you know, rain, <laughs> rain it in. Rain um, in sure, sure. But it was, a, uh, it, was a, it was a cup of the day map, and um, in theory, I could look it up, uh, but I'm not going to because I don't want to ruin the, the, the banterous flow we've got going on. Uh, mm. But it was, it was really fun. I really like dirt. I really like grass. Uh, I don't like bug slidey stuff on grass when that gets involved, but I really like dirt and grass as, uh, as Trackmania maps because I feel like it's the most akin to a normal racing game experience. Mm. Um, you don't have to do like giants, you know, like brake slide stuff. It's just keep the momentum of the car going. I know there's more to it than that, but no, I, uh, I get you. Yeah, it's, I really it's like the that. most kind of arcadey physics in an arcade <laughs> racer game. Exactly. Uh, so I really enjoyed that map, and I got uh, a, a victory on it. And then the following day, the servers bugged, and it was the same <laughs> map again. And I think I went out super early. So that was uh, that was a fun moment uh, of like I was like oh it's loaded again guess I'll go collect my free dirt oh I've lost okay cool that's uh, yeah that's fair I do I want to add a little bit of a twist to this question as well because I know that uh, we have been pioneering things and by we I mean you and by you I mean you and deployer in terms of like actually kind of trying to use cameras in interesting ways on tracks and things and just in general are there any kind of tracks that you have done observing on that have kind of stuck with you is like oh there's some interesting things you can do in this setup or is that still a little bit early days for a question like that um so the 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 map that honestly could very well be my favorite map um is the mini rpg of the week mini rpg of the week ultimate announcement map the mm, when the it was gymnasium. inside the gymnasium yeah. um i played a fair bit of that map like maybe a few hours um i'm not very good but i enjoyed that and from a broadcast perspective it was really fun because it allowed us to play with things you don't tend to get to play with which is realistic camera angles mm. uh so we were doing things like being in the crowd being in the hoop i mean that's less realistic but uh <laughs> that was a really fun map uh mainly because it was just me and deployer cackling to ourselves laughing our asses off um but also uh i really liked what that map does in terms of being very grounded in reality and mm. i i wish more maps did that in part because then it means we can get those more like you know traditional motorsport camera angles um mm. which are always always really fun yeah i agree that's a there's a really interesting point there i think it comes down to production in trackmania is not a particularly kind of 
mature endeavor at this point. <laughs> like it's still relatively young in terms of innovation and what there is left to be done and what can be done, right? Like, I mean, yeah. and the basics kind of are moving on, getting an extra observer in there and using a two observer setup with a main kind of producer and a second observer to do things. And it's, if it matures and, you know, if people like you and Deployer can push that forward as well, there is definitely consideration there, right? For when building a track for big competitions, if you were going to include things like the identities from world tour maps and things, some of those are very difficult to observe Almost from impossible. any angle, right? Uh, Airwalk mm -hmm. immediately comes to mind, right? Uh, very, very difficult to see what's going on when you have four cars bouncing very, very quickly through the air. Um, but there's some that are really great if you can get the correct angle and kind of keeping that in mind during map building. Maybe something that could be pushed a little bit if a competition kind of has the clout and has guaranteed the production setup to support that. Yeah, I think what would be really nice uh, is if it was way easier to sort of keyframe a camera angle. Oh, yeah. Because some of those um, identities in Will Tall that we had last year, last year, wow, that's the first time I've said it. Uh, <laughs> were just impossible from a production and like for the most part everyone in twitch chat was kind of okay with it because yeah. it was chaos and uh yourself and twiggy were good at building that hype but it was really frustrating for me because i wish i could have just cut to because particularly for some of those identities i wish i could have cut to a third person cam that exactly. just looked over the whole thing yeah because there was actually not much to see because it was a bit rng at times i'm thinking of um which was the one where they had to like bounce from one thing to another aero pipes was it Air, Airwalkers, yeah, the one that, uh, or not Airwalkers, that's the team. Was it Air? It was Airwalk. Was the map just called Airwalk? Am I losing I can't my remember, mind? But whichever one they had to bounce between the pipes just yeah. was unobservable. Um, and I enjoyed it because it was chaos, but it would have been really nice if I could just zoom out, like snap to a button and zoom out. Uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, that's it was there yeah no there i agree uh and yeah there there was a couple of other maps like that where it would have been as you say cool to be able to just cut to a third person but yeah i mean look we'll see in future uh where i that found goes. the map by the way yeah please i think it, i think it's called the showdown by maverick v8 uh cool. i believe that is it it is the first map i uh, ever won a cup of the day on so i really <laughs> i really like that map so if anyone wants to go and knock Thomas a few more places down the online leaderboards on that map. <laughs> that will not be hard to do, I can assure you. <laughs> well, now you know. Thomas, mm -hmm. it's getting out of hand, but there is a fourth question coming. Okay. I, I, do you know what's really embarrassing? Have you forgotten what the fourth question is? <laughs> I, I can't, every question has been a surprise when you've said it. I completely <laughs> forgot what the order of these questions are. <laughs> well, Thomas, this one, this one's a doozy. If you were to take part in a Trackmania Pro-Am event, and Thomas, do you know what a Pro-Am <laughs> event is? Sorry, I just want to clarify. I know some guests. Yeah, no, uh, no, that's a good question. Thank you, Neil. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah. I'm aware of what a Pro-Am event is. If you were to take in a Trackmania Pro-Am event, which celebrity would you want on your team? So in the spirit of where this question comes from, which is a, um, a, a golf tournament, mm -hmm. uh, I would have used to have said Ian Poulter, but then he joined the Live Golf Tour. So we're no longer <laughs> friends with him. Uh, I think I would love to get Rory McIlroy in. Uh, I really like Ooh. Rory as a person, uh, particularly through the current uh, golf civil war. I think he's been pretty <laughs> on it. Um, but also, I think he genuinely would be pretty interested. I know he, he's got a bit of video game love in him uh, and he's into cars and all that. And I think he'd be someone who would take it relatively seriously, but I would also then use that to sort of 
haggle a round of golf with Rory McIlroy, and then I think it would be <laughs> I would I would peak in my life. I think that would be very enjoyable. That's what's scary is that look, I I don't really follow the golf, right? It's one of your but- boys. I know, yeah. That's what I'm. What I'm going to say, Thomas, is that like I do remember when everyone was really excited at Rory McIlroy starting to become a pro golfer, and like it was huge news for like a brief time. Was that like what two thousand twelve? I think it must then. have been. Yeah, yeah. Which is he turned professional in two thousand and seven. Apparently, I don't know what to that tell seems- you, but that's apparently true. Well, uh, uh, I guess. Uh, well, I think his first win was in European Tour in 2009, PGA Tour 2010, 2011-ish. So, sure. yeah. I mean, I, I, Rory was big news this side of the um, the small bit of mm. uh, water between us. I forget the name of. Um, probably the Irish Sea. Uh, and yeah. uh, I can only imagine it was even even uh, even more there. He's, he's a yeah. little bit older than me. So he's 34, I'm 28. Um, when I was younger, I thought I might be a professional golfer, mm-hmm. uh, and then both talent and circumstance struck that down. Uh, but I did enjoy watching Rory rise, you know, yeah. in his career as I was sort of 15, 16, um, and seeing the things he did at the time and also seeing the things he's still able to do. Uh, he sort of was a bit of a small Irish lad when he burst <laughs> on the scene and now he's, he bulked up in response to the um, Bryson DeChambeau assault on golf. Uh, <laughs> and then he's leaned up a bit or leaned down, I guess, um, when it became you know apparent that you couldn't just raw strength your way through major championships. Um, and I, yeah, I really love what, what Rory does, both as, you know, in Ryder Cup, some of the, my favorite moments in watching golf for the Ryder Cup, it normally falls around my birthday. So mm. I get the day off from work and I can just watch the golf. Um, and he is, you know, the embodiment of, a sports person that you just want to follow and you just want to, you know, go to war with. I think if, if you know, if this was medieval times, he would be leading the charge with some sort of battle cry and and big speech. <laughs> We'd follow him into battle, which I hope well, to do in my Trapmania Pro-Am. It, which will happen because the, what's secretly been happening is you have been organizing this Pro-Am behind the scenes and you're going mm-hmm. to surprise all of your guests with their pro, with their AM choice, I guess. Yeah. Uh, at the, when, when's that happening? Um, Good question. Uh, we're just waiting to hear back on God because Hot Swat wanted him <laughs> or her and uh, just busy, busy fella. You know what I mean? <laughs> tough to, tough to get in. Well, I think just hold it in the church and you should be okay. I've heard that's their house. Um, <laughs> Thomas, we're we're firing through these questions. We're getting, we're getting somewhere, you know? Recording time, not standing it too long at the moment. And we are all the way to question five. Which is always an exciting question, Thomas. I don't think you've forgotten what question five is. No, that one I know. And I've been worried yeah. about that one. So, What is your Trackmania hot take, Thomas? So for a pre- preamble, I did a Boxing Day recording mm-hmm. where I kind of rambled a little bit because I was very ill. Uh, and the thing there is what I never intended this to be a flame Nadio plot <laughs> to have them overthrown. You know, uh-huh. uh, here's the archive of the downfall of Trapmania Esports, right? Because I don't think that's where we're at, but I think that's what's on everyone's mind. Mm. But even still, right? So even if 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 I hadn't decided I didn't want to talk about that, I still wouldn't have t- talked about that because mm. my Trapmania hot take is that one of the biggest, if not the biggest things holding Trapmania back as a game and as an esport is the fact that the subreddit is terrible 
oh. and the community oh. relies far too much on community discords. Now, Thomas. I am a part of a community discord, but I will die on that hill. Thomas, I don't know if that's a hot take. That feels incredibly lukewarm. <laughs> because <laughs> I, how can anyone disagree with that, right? I agree, but what I would say is it, it's far more... Anything Nadia has done recently mm. is far less impactful on the actual player base of the game than mm. the fact that as someone who... I played Trapmania for a while, and it took KJ reaching out to me for me to discover there was a grander community behind this game. Right? Yeah. The subreddit is trash. It, now, does, it seen, does make it look like a dead game when you show up there. It's a dead game, right? And mm. it you know, we've seen what good subreddits can do for yep. um, communities. You know, League of Legends subreddit, for all its flaws, um, yep. was fairly, I don't want to say well-moderated, but was moderated. It was well-adopted early on as exactly. well. Like, there was a large community on Reddit from minute one, basically, back in, God, like 2011, 2012. Exactly. And it, that what that meant is that there was a very clear uh, point for community discussion. Right now, community discussion is either in Discords or on Twitter. Mm. Uh, it's very difficult those conversations on discords are very private even if they're taking part in open channels you have to know where they are um mm -hmm. and there's something about sort of instant messaging that makes people hint and imply more than in a reddit thread right <laughs> like in a reddit thread you'll be a lot more clear and expressive in what you want to say and, and maybe some of these issues that we face as a community wouldn't be as uh apparent if instead of people talking in discord channels all over across different servers there was reddit thread discussions on these things who mm. knows but the the way the place I see discords as, you know, because the the other half of this is that community discords are too much of a focus, right? Again, I'm a made well not major part, but I play a part <laughs> in a community discord, right? Mm. To me, community discord take that place that those weird community subreddits for games took. Like I distinctly sure. remember there was like a League of Legends UK dead on yeah, arrival no. right there's also there's a subreddit for the champion mains for every single champion in that game as well and there is exactly. 160 champions in the game now <laughs> exactly those are the fundamentally I, I think not good i think what you know community discord should be for niche communities so rpg mm. you know national communities and what like that but there's not enough discussion taking place on the Trapmania subreddit a yeah. because people are reliant upon community discords but primarily because the subreddit is filled with, look, I just got golds for the first time. Look at my map yeah. I just made. Look, I got number one time in North Carolina. And I understand the people wanting to post that because mm. you've just discovered this game, you've just discovered this subreddit, and you just want to get involved. And from your view as a new player, no one else is talking about this game, so I may as well start some sort of conversation. Yep. But in reality, there's so many people behind this game. There's so yeah. many people who want to have these discussions, but they can't have them or they aren't having them on the subreddit. And if that were to change, that would be really important. Just think about like every time there's a world finals in League of Legends, it's number yeah, one. Uh, the, on oh, absolutely. Uh, that's, they, uh, we don't have that. No, and it, it's an interesting one there, Thomas, as well, with the fact that it looks like the community is going to be potentially a little bit more fractured with more kind of mid-sized events kind of mm -hmm. pushing up to large events happening next year rather than Trackmania World Tour and then everything else looking to find room to happen, uh, which is going to make it difficult for people to keep up with things. And one central place, like a proper subreddit where people actually go for news, would be a great way for people to actually be able to keep on top of kind of the medium to big events that are going on, right? If there was kind of proper post-match, po post-tournament threads being posted, 
if people were there and able to interact with that. Yeah, it, you know, it's so much of, so when I uh, was at my peak of uh, League of Legends interest, I was in sixth form and basically I would, uh, on a Monday morning, uh, I would go to school. I had no lessons, well, at all on a Monday in the second year. Um, I would pull up the League of Legends subreddit. I would pull up the Event VOD subreddit and I yeah. would watch all the LCS games I missed. Yeah. Uh, and that was a incredibly easy system to be onboarded to as a fan because the post-match threads were always at the top of the subreddit. They had links to the VODs within those threads and the VODs were spoiler-free, right? Mm -hmm. It meant that I didn't miss anything, right? Whereas in the uh, World Championship, I think is what it was called, uh, that just went by, um, mm -hmm. I was kind of trying to avoid knowing who won in the um, EPOS v Wizzy match. Uh, I know yeah. they have teammates, but... Um, and I just, it just got immediately spoiled for me. I couldn't find the VOD without knowing who had won because yeah. there was no yeah. clear and obvious place to go there. So, you know, I knew that they'd won. And even now I haven't watched the full VOD of that one because I'm like, ah, it sort of, it took the sting out of it a little bit for me because I couldn't watch it live. Uh, ironically, because I was at Stephen Fry listening to him talk about <laughs> Greek mythology. It all uh, comes it all full comes circle. <laughs> That's why I'm a great guest. Uh, no, uh, yeah. So <laughs> better subreddit. Trapmania needs and deserves a better subreddit uh, that is not, just for new players posting yeah. about their favorite map you know what thomas uh this is i it's probably going to be more of a hot take than i feel like it is because i think i had very similar experiences with for example the league of legends subreddit when i was getting into that game <laughs> yeah. uh, i can definitely see it be a bit of a hotter take for some people who maybe haven't used reddit as much for games or things like that there is also the question of like, well, who's going to do the work to actually make that happen, which is, mm -hmm. you know, it's a legitimate question. Obviously, all of these positions in managing a community discord and things like that are all volunteer. And that includes then managing a, the Trackmania subreddit. I'm honestly off the top of my head, couldn't tell you who the moderators over there are at the moment. Uh, but it's an interesting one for sure. And definitely something I kind of I agree with. I agree with and I'll be interesting to hear what other people think about that as well. Yeah, and, and no disrespect to the moderators that are there. I just think it needs a new approach to moderation and, and content because mm. for the most part, it's just so difficult to follow. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. And Thomas, well, that brings us to a question that not even you know because this is our secret question, Thomas, that uh, <laughs> the phone, final bonus question of the episode, question six. Thomas, I have cooked for you. I've been in the lab and the question... <laughs> that I've come up with is who's the dream guest on this podcast? Oh, that's really good. So I'm, I'm also, I'm going to extend it a little bit. You can answer within Trackmania first if you want to, but also if you were just going to continue this and do this style of kind of interview in general, who would you love to do a podcast with then? Yeah. So I think this, this style is I mean, firstly, just to in case no one's aware, I completely lifted this concept by uh, a NASCAR <laughs> yes. journalist, Jeff Gluck, who does his uh, his twelve questions podcast. Right, I, I'll admit that. Um, in terms of Trackmania itself, uh, dream is difficult. What I really want to find is mm -hmm. a diamond in the rough, which I'm and by that I mean I want to find a Trackmania player that has gone on to do something incredible outside of Trackmania. Okay. And talk to them about their Trackmania career and and what's, you know, what else they've done. So I've actually scratched the surface with this. So after this episode is Saber, which I've already recorded. Mm -hmm. And Saber is now an incredible. He's an old uh 
you know, UK Trackmania player. I say old, he's younger than me, but he played <laughs> in like 2010 to 2014. And he's now an incredible poker player with insane career earnings, right? Whoa. And that was a really fun conversation. We yeah. very, we didn't even talk much about poker, but it was still a fun conversation. But what mm. I really want to find is, you know, the dream is a Formula One driver that used to compete in Trackmania, right? That mm. would be incredible. Mm. Yeah. Or someone who is now, you know, a, a, a celebrity that used to play Trackmania or a major player in a different esport, because I think that would be really interesting. Yeah. Um, I think ultimately to, to not avoid the question, Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would be really interesting to speak with Bren now that Bren has uh, soft retired um, <laughs> because that would be a really interesting chat. Um, yeah. I haven't had a chance to reach out to Bren just yet. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to say Bren um, or it, someone who we just it, don't even know. Well, it sounds like someone like Medic would be <laughs> a very interesting guest on the other side of that with his brief, uh, brief foray into Trackmania as well. Yeah, so it's funny you mentioned Medic. I uh, should we do? Yeah, sure. Um, back when we did BIPL season one, uh, I reached out to Medic to see if he wanted to cast, mm. and he was actually unfortunately he was taking a break from Trackmania, uh, or break from all these sports at the time. Yeah, uh, production, uh, casting, and stuff. Um, so uh, he didn't, uh, he, <laughs> you know, he didn't have time to do it. But he did seem interested in sort of returning because obviously he did. Virtual uh, stuff with virtual for a bit, yeah. um, and then stream trap mania a fair few uh, yeah, times. Exactly. I like he plays quite a lot of the game. I think he. I, I don't know if he still plays a bit, but I feel like it's not been too long since I've last seen him fire up the game or be at least he's in track mania Twitch chats sometimes. Yeah, so maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll, I'll I'll rekindle that um, <laughs> that Twitch DM or that X DM. Sorry, gross. Um, and uh, I'll I'll see if uh, if he's interested in coming on. But I have uh, a little bit behind the curtains. I've got some some episodes lined up that I think everyone will enjoy. Uh, so maybe that'll be a February one. So it's just a slow kind of this one to ease people back in after Christmas and then we'll get the interest ramping up again. Is that right, Tom? So I sort of screwed myself <laughs> over because I didn't think I'd have anything for after Christmas. And now I've got the really, really good Sabre episode. But we hinted <laughs> at this episode in mine in your episode. So now we still have to do this one, Noah. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I would be releasing the Sabre episode as that one That's was. Completely incredible. fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was kind of a second part of that question then if you were to kind of go on and do this style of podcast with you know maybe a different game different sport just a little bit more general is there someone who isn't Rory McIlroy because I feel like your immediate answer is I'd love to do this for golf with Rory McIlroy but is there anyone other than that uh, I, I mean I'm a huge Formula 1 fan I'm also a huge NASCAR fan I mm. think um, if I were to I'd love to do a, a Formula 1 version of this podcast I think that goes without saying. Uh, anyone who watched the or listened to the GE episode where the two of us were just sort of nerding out about Formula One trivia, <laughs> um, I think it would be really interesting uh, because much like, you know, what I hope this podcast does is it, it has discussions with Trackmania players that they don't normally have. Mm. Um, and it would be fun to fire up five questions for a Formula One driver. Uh, and then obviously the dream guest would be uh, Lewis Hamilton because, you know, yeah, um, it's fair. Lewis. <laughs> yeah, hard to, if you're going to enter the Formula One space, it is hard at the moment to kind of sit. I mean, Max is on his way there, but I think especially with where Lewis is at in his career it would be genuinely just a fascinating conversation to have, right? Yeah, I, I've recently been rewatching the uh, the 2007 Formula One season because mm. uh, I was what would I have been uh, 12 at the time. Um, so I remember what like I definitely watched almost all of it, but I have absolutely no memory of it other than the very very 
you know, clear moments like yeah, Lewis yeah. being in the sand in China and not being able to go anywhere, stuff like that. Um, so I've been rewatching that and I think um, just to see how far the sport of Formula One has gone since he entered. Mm. Um, and then not only that, to see how far Lewis has gone since he obviously entered uh, would be a really fascinating chat. Absolutely. Uh, I can't disagree there, Thomas. In fact, I feel like I've agreed with a lot of what you've said today. Uh, I'm not a very good antagonistic interviewer. Uh, I will not be getting a job in interrogative journalism anytime soon. Uh, but hey, you need a late night host. I mean, I can come on and make people chat. That sounds like a great time. Reach out to me. Thomas is my agent. And uh, <laughs> Thomas, you, you'll take that job, won't you? Yeah, I'll be your agent. Uh, and if anyone Thanks. wants to be on this podcast but hates the idea of me talking to them, then Nua is always available. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Backup host now exists. I know the questions. I have them in a text document. There's only five of them. I, I should be able to remember them, but we've already established that even Thomas can't. Thomas, I would offer, now that you are the guest, to let you shout out your social media and the podcast and things, but you didn't let me do that during my episode. And so, you know what? Maybe we're just done here. Or I guess, you know, you could shout out stuff that you need to shout out. <laughs> uh, Shower Beacon is starting soon. Uh, oh, yeah. We are both very heavily involved in it. Uh, me and you should be having a conversation about interviews right now. Um, but we? we are doing this. And uh, no, Shower Beacon, the, uh, the stuff we're doing from a production standpoint, I say we, I'm just sort of shouting across the room uh, uh, ideas. But the stuff that uh, uh, Zephyr Chris and the, the guys over at E-Circuit Mania and uh, I want to say Bo, but I'm not actually sure if it's Bo or Boo. Um, the stuff that they're putting together for Beacon is absolutely incredible. That tournament is going to be amazing. Uh, I will, unfortunately, for those of you watching the, the show, be the lead producer for the first couple of weeks. Um, and so hopefully that will go well. But seriously, it's going to be an incredible show. The maps look sick. The players are pretty high quality. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that absolutely sounds great, Thomas. Uh, you're available on Twitter for those who want to follow you as a Thomas Davies. Is that correct? That is correct. And I'm also on threads, uh, thomasdavies.jpg. Uh, you can find me on threads. Wonderful. And the podcast is available anywhere good podcasts are. You know, you're listening. I don't really need, do I need to shout out the podcast on the podcast? Follow the podcast on Twitter as well. Uh, Nodal Media on Twitter. Is that correct, Thomas? That is correct. I was going to send you this, but if we can just workshop it, that also works. Yeah, no, this is perfect. And uh, well, other than that, thank you very much for everyone who has listened to this and all previous episodes. I personally recommend the interview with Nualeik. I thought that was a wonderful episode myself. And uh, well, we'll be back with another wonderful episode. I say we, Thomas, will be back interviewing Sabre in the near future. Keep an eye on your podcast feeds. <laughs>